Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering season three, episode three of Ozark. Kevin Cronin was here. Who is Kevin Cronin, you may ask? Well, I'll tell you who Kevin Cronin is not. Kevin Cronin is not my co-host on this podcast. That would be Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Yes, I'm not Kevin Cronin. Not yet, at least. Who is, oh, who is Kevin? Maybe maybe someday. You can always aspire to be Kevin Cronin. I am Mr. Sal. Kurt and I are both doing a rewatch of Ozark here. We've both seen it before. We both love it. We're both waiting for season four and hoping that we finish podcasting about season three before season four drops. With every passing week, it's looking more and more likely that we will finish season three before season four drops. So this episode, I have to, I have to figure out what Kurt rated this episode now i'm gonna just take a quick look here because i have a theory about episode threes of ozark seasons so let me take a quick look i know last season which was uh season or episode three was uh once a langmore i think that one was not a favorite of yours that was the one that you gave an eight okay Season one, episode three, My Dripping Sleep, you gave it an eight. Now, I've always learned that the trend is your friend, but I disagree in this case. You gave it a 10. <laughs> I like that. You cut from my own cloth, Mr. Sal. I enjoy that. Give the reasons for something else and then completely change and do the, the point you're proving against. I respect yes. that. And so there's a reason why I like doing that because it pays off all the time. You're correct. I gave it a 10. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. Uh, all right. And, Boy, I'm very proud of myself on that one. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> misdirection. Misdirection. <laughs> I, I think you gave this a 10 then as well. If you, yeah, you might yeah I did. <laughs> okay. Fair yeah. yeah. Best episode of the season. Uh, yep. I don't know if I want to say by far, but possibly. But it's, uh... it's definitely the best of the season. And, and honestly, like this, it was, it was kind of a relief because the, I, I've, I've been a little bummed out by episodes two and three of the, of the first couple of seasons. It's like they hit the ground running and then they kind of give you a little lull for a couple episodes before they pick up the pace again. So it was really nice to see this in episode three. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely. Uh, episode three has been the new year. This is, kicked the uh metaphorical uh dog okay and is that a metaphor the free that is commonly used I, I haven't heard that one before no that's why i said metaphorical yes i i understand in a good way though like uh like a rabid dog that's trying to bite you oh like, okay not like, not, not like a cute like, household dog okay you should not be kicking don't kick your dogs anyway hmm. yeah, so. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I love this episode. I think it's wonderful. I, I, I mean, obviously, uh, the, even from, you know, from opening, the, I love the opening dream sequence. I love it right through to the closing kidnapping. I, I think it's just spectacular throughout. It's, it's a really good episode. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's better than my other favorite episodes of Ozark, but it's definitely worthy of a 10. I'm going to have to ask you, how do you know the last one's a kidnapping? I mean, they dragged him into a car, kicking, trying to get away. I, I mean, I don't know if he was trying to get away, but it looked like his legs. He started having some leg spasms, and then they brought him in. He he kept saying, "I don't need to go in there." Like he doesn't I, need I, to. Yeah, exactly. He thinks his leg spasms are going to stop. Okay. I, it's just an inside joke, Mister Sal. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be yeah. concerned. But yeah, like, no, when I saw I, that I, as Ben, I wouldn't be too concerned about. Ah, 
jokes. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't concerned when he saw Marty going with them, but he got concerned once he saw Marty trying to get away and them dragging him into the car. So I, I, I don't think it's any kind of spoiler to say that Marty has been kidnapped. <laughs> and if, if you recognize the, the, not the guy who was dragging Marty, because there were, I think there were two guys dragging Marty. There was one guy who was kind of overseeing it. He's the shortest yeah. one. And, and you might was, recognize yes. him as the one who was waterboarding Helen. Yes. The person probably above Helen. Helen's yeah. shadowy figure boss. Yes. So I, I, I think it's very safe bet and no spoiler at all to say that Marty has been kidnapped. <laughs> so against his will. All right. So let's talk about the title. I don't love this title. I don't hate it. I think it's fine. I just Damn, don't love title. It. Yeah. Um, if in case we'll you definitely don't remember, know, we'll definitely remember what happened in this episode, at least like at the very end. Yes, that's true. Uh, because in case the listener doesn't know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think they said this anywhere in the episode. Kevin Cronin is the lead singer of Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, he's the one that like he sits on the stage and even like introduces himself at some point. Look, we see him like that is. Ario. Oh, d- does he? Does he? introduce himself i can't remember i think he does or he's at least I, well i don't think he says his name sorry like i don't think he actually says like hey i'm kevin cronin but i know he's, he's i know the episode right like that is actually, yeah he is that that's yeah. actually kevin cronin yeah, yeah, and yeah. and at one point dickie their like agent or whatever he calls kevin and he says hey kevin like so yeah. like he's definitely this is kevin cronin this is who we're talking about kevin cronin was here i don't that's the was here part that makes this episode title kind of meh because i'm not sure like he he wasn't like tagging a wall somewhere (laughs) (laughs) but but you know whatever that's that's fine it's fine i'm i will remember it you know what it made it made me wonder if they had planned all along but well i'll talk about that later never mind i don't want to talk about that right now so you you had something else to say go ahead i always love it when a tv show is bringing like a character star like for who they really are yes or at least like something that is unrelated to the series itself but it's like a different form of media so like um yeah uh i guess marklin marklin baker and i would say marklin baker yeah marklin <laughs> baker yeah. but even if they brought in like his character in the tv series i would have been okay with yeah. that as well oh i see but, what you're saying yeah but yeah. but yeah also but also that too bringing marklin baker like that's that's so, me just yeah, it's kind of just funny. I don't know why. It's a tricky thing to bring in a character from another TV series because because then you're you're, you're, you're putting them in the same universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. That's a little tricky, but it's like, oh, is Ozark a spinoff of Cheers? What is, what is this? Yeah. So, but no, uh, I I do enjoy that too. Uh, you know who I love seeing play himself on other series is John Hamm. Who's love John seeing Hamm. him play himself. John Hamm's the main character from Mad Men. The, the, oh, yeah, Don, yes, Don Draper. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He plays himself on a lot of other series, and he is spectacular. <laughs> very funny, very funny guy. Anyway, let's talk about the symbols. For the Z, we have a fingerprint. Uh, that's were, that would that would be the fingerprint. Uh, Tommy's fingerprint that the Tommy's that Evans, his name. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, oh, Tommy's Lord. fingerprint that they look. I don't know if they said that in this episode, but that that is they his didn't. name. I was waiting for. Okay. I was like, I know Mrs. Tell said his name before, but I don't remember what yeah. it is. And I was like, yeah. surely they'll say it. Surely yeah. they're gonna say it at some point. 
I, like, every time I see him, like, ah, now it's the scene. I'll finally get to hear his name. Nope. <laughs> yep. So Tommy's fingerprint that they lifted off the uh, rival boat uh, while he was uh, blowing it up. So that's the fingerprint. That's Z. Go ahead and uh, do yeah, it. The A is uh, a microphone, which mm -hmm. probably to me represents the uh, REO speed wagon actually playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the second symbol that we've had in season three that represents REO Speedwagon. This one is actually utilized by them. Um, R, we have a fist. I'm, assu I'm assuming this is Darlene's fist as it contacts Wendy's uh, jaw. <laughs> so that's, that's what I, that comes from as she picks a fist fight with a hillbilly. Uh, yeah, and then the final one is goldfish because they're a great snack. And also, uh, Maya wants to make uh, her new home more homely. Otherwise, so I'm Marty's office. I'm going to make a concerted effort here to call her Miller, Agent instead Miller. of Maya. Yep, I, because you know we didn't call, we never called Petty Roy, and we never call Evans Trevor. So I'm I'm going to make a concerted effort here to try to call her Agent Miller or just Miller. Well, because the reason why is because. They introduced themselves as like I feel like they say Agent Evans, Agent Petty, but she says Agent Maya Miller. I don't remember Petty ever even introducing himself to anybody. Honestly, <laughs> there you go. Evans did, but I don't remember how he introduced himself. So, uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Plus, those guys are mean guys. She's a nice sir, seemingly person. Nice. She she definitely seems nicer for sure, uh, but. But no, I, I, I want to give her the same respect that I would give to Evans and Petty. So if I'm going to call them by their last names, I'm going to call her Miller. Uh, unless she starts, I'll tell you what, if Marty starts calling her Maya at some point, or some, one of the, if other characters start calling her Maya more frequently than Agent Miller, then I will switch over. But for now, I'm going to go with Miller. Okay. So are you ready to start? Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, Best yeah, letter to me, the one that looks the most like the letter, I think was the fingerprint. Oh, well, definitely because you can see the Z in it. Yeah. Yeah. You just drew a Z and then drew some fingerprints yep. around it. Yep. I like that. Uh, the worst one to me was the goldfish. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. The K's are always so hard for me to see. And yeah. in this case, uh, no exception. Yep. So, I mean, the fist, the fist isn't great, but the shading clearly gives it the R shape. Yeah. The way like the thumb uh, comes out, that's fine. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, honestly, the microphone's no big hit either when I think about it some more. Like, I think that's one of the better A's they've had. They really struggled yeah. with the A's. It's supposed to be a lowercase A. Oh, what? Is it supposed to be a lowercase A? No, that's a, no, that's a, that's an uppercase A. That's what I thought at first, but like now when I'm looking at it, I can kind of see like a lowercase A. Huh. Like, right, I'm, but, I, am, I am not looking at it, so I'll have to take your word for it. But maybe, uh, I, I, I don't know. Actually, oh, now I see the uppercase A very well. It's yeah. Two legs. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good A. Yeah, that's one of the best days they've had. That's a championship so, A right there. Yep. Recency yep. bias almost made me make that the best letter, but I had to, <laughs> I had to work myself. I had to look back at the Z and go, no, wait, yeah. Z is actually the, the better. Z is definitely the best one. Now, as far as representation goes, even though the fingerprint was the best uh, letter, I think it's the worst representation of the episode. Really? I did, Well, I actually think that these are four really good representations of the episode. Like, I, I'm, I'm not... Fair upset with any of these and i had i really struggled to come up with which one i think is the worst and which one i think is the best 
So, but I, I ultimately went with the fingerprint as the worst. I would say maybe the worst is maybe the microphone, just because I understand it kind of connects to Marty getting kidnapped, but they could have done mm -hmm. like a more direct link than the REO Speedwagon stuff. Okay. So, see, and see, and I, and I, I say that's the best representation because, <laughs> uh, because the the biggest thing to come out of this episode was the uh, the Marty getting kidnapped. I think the best is the fist, just because um I don't think it's the biggest yeah. thing that happens in the episode, but I think the. I like the way it connects into the episode. That or the goldfish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the elegance. The gold. The goldfish is is pretty, like, th there's, there's no mistaking like that goldfish, is, like it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Like, why is there a goldfish in this episode? Well, but because you got to make your office more homey. I guess so. I guess so. I did hear it described once as, uh, Marty's kind of in a fishbowl here. Where oh, everybody's watching him, like, yeah. So it's a little metaphorical about that, but and I don't know if that if that's the case. I'm not sure if that's like an intentional decision by Miller. Like, is she intentionally like putting that idea in his head? You are being watched, just like this goldfish is. Huh. I I I think that there's more to Miller than just she's kind of you know. A sweet kind of sweet for an FBI agent. I think that, I think that she's pretty savvy and knows how to manipulate and play her cards. Yeah, nice try. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right, let's let's start running through this episode. Uh, the opening scene. I love the opening scene. It's this. It, it, we don't know it's a dream sequence as it's happening, but it turns out to be a dream sequence, and it's all set to guess what? Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. <laughs> Time for me to fly. And this is what I wanted to mention. I wanted, I wonder if this whole season up to this point, I guess, these first three episodes, this, this arc wasn't planned out, uh, kind of centered around that song. Like if somebody in, in the writer's room said, all right, Wendy is going to start taking off here. Like yeah, there's a line fly. in this song. I know it hurts to say goodbye, but it's time for me to fly. Like, I, I wonder if we could somehow get Ario Speedwagon involved so that we could we could really hammer this point home that it's time for Wendy to fly. So uh, anyway, it just, se it just seems, I mean, th this has been kind of brewing for the whole first three episodes here. So interesting. Anyway, uh, Wendy is, this song is playing in the background while Wendy plays catch with some dog that they don't have. So that's interesting. We all, we, that should be our first clue that there's something not right here she stopped her black cadillac escalade in the middle of the road by the way uh the the black suv is, is a signature vehicle of the cartel here i know <laughs> so we should again we should know right off the bat that something is weird because she's driving a cartel vehicle uh, she stops right in the middle of the road and she removes a dead dog that I was presumably the dog she was just playing catch with, removes it dead from the back and just sets it down in the middle of the road. Now, I'm sure that you noticed this already, but the rest of the scene plays exactly like Nelson killing Cade at the end of season two. Yes. Except it's Wendy killing Marty. Okay. So, so yeah. Well, I, I the biggest question I get from this is... Um, because I was thinking at this and wondering, did did she plant the dog? Huh. I hmm. Interesting. 
I don't Wendy think so. I think I don't she... think so either when I thought about no, it a bit more. But at first I was like, wait, did Wendy plant the dog? But then no. later we get another one of these. I'm like, okay, no way. This is more to do with like the whole Marty. Yeah. Stuff so, with Marty. but she's, she's, she is, and I did not recognize it. And by the way, that later scene that you're talking about in the diner, that's another replay of a scene with Cade, but it's Wendy with Cade and she's, she's playing herself just the way she did before. And Marty is now in the role of Cade. I did not realize that when I watched this the first time through that these were both replays of uh, her uh, conspiracy to kill Cade. Me either. I don't remember these. So Yeah. I, oh, I remembered the dreams, but I never made the connection that they were scenes from, from season two connected to her organizing the hit on Cade. And I think that's just a function of there being, you know, a year and a half in between me seeing the season finale of season two and episode three of season three. Yeah. But now we're, we're only, what, four weeks from having seen that. So it's all very fresh in my mind. And it's like, oh, this is exactly that scene. Yeah, it's, 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 it's playing out exactly that way. So, and it's significant that in her dreams, two separate dreams, she is organizing a hit on Marty. Mm-hmm. Just like and, she organized the hit on Cade. And she says, I can't. Well, she says, I can't. We know because Marty tells us that in the next scene, Marty tells us that she said she woke up and said, I can't. We don't know why she didn't say that in the first dream, but she does say it in the second dream. And we can figure out that's what she that's where she was. So it must be this is a recurring dream, right? That, that she must have, even though we didn't see that second part the first time, she must have had she must keep having these same two scenes or the style dreams. of dream like right i yeah and i i my big question is what does that i can't mean as in well okay go ahead uh, is it is it an i i think you can interpret it two ways either i can't as in she can't kill marty right Mm -hmm. it's not advantageous for her she'd like to but she can't right Mm -hmm. so she's stressed at the fact that she can't kill marty or get him out of her hair or uh she's stressed at the fact that she's even having these dreams so right my my thinking is oh the third one is just she she she's stressed about trying to leave or escape especially in the one where she says i can't she feels she actually is stuck yeah so my my thinking on this was initially in that first after that first dream that she's saying i can't because she can't kill marty she 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 doesn't have have it in her to do it but having seen the second dream she actually says, I can't in that dream when Marty says, come with me. And she says, I can't. And I think that, you know, that tied in with the fact that she's got the song playing in her head, Time for Me to Fly, that I think that when she says, I can't, what she's saying is, I can't be tied to you anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm taking off without you, leaving you behind. So that's, yeah. that's what I think. Uh, but we, don't, we couldn't possibly know that in this first scene yeah but i think uh, retrospectively i think that's what she's talking about that sounds smart yeah i can go with that yeah by the way have you ever had <laughs> have you ever had a, a dream that makes you mad at the person in real life no it's so irrational it's just it's so irrational but it's happened to me so many times <laughs> like i have a dream where somebody does something awful to me in the dream mm-hmm. and it like makes me upset 
in real life. And I have to really focus on telling myself that didn't really happen. That was just a dream. Don't take it out on this person. They had nothing to do with it. Well, if you didn't know them, you might not have had the dream. But yeah, but they had nothing. They, they didn't actually do what they did in the dream. Is my yeah, point. but their existence, their existence helped lead to the dream. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fair enough but the dream didn't actually happen like nothing that happened in the dream happened in real life but it upset you it did i think i think you should exact revenge i think you should exact revenge get out of your mind on the the flip side though have you ever had anyone mad at you for something that you did to them i've been yeah yes i've been told like i i can remember two times in my life from two different people telling me mm-hmm. how they had a dream about me in a negative light two people i was close with, uh-huh. and yeah yep. and i was like i mean i don't know what you want me to do about that but okay fair enough like, <laughs> sorry you had the dream but like yeah but also not sorry at the same time like i didn't do anything <laughs> right. so so right yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've, I've also had three different girlfriends tell me that they had a dream that i killed them Mr. Sal, I don't know that's a good sign. I know. It's like, oh my God, I don't understand. <laughs> what, yeah. why, why, are, why are all my girlfriends having this dream? Yeah. But anyway, my wife has never had that dream, which is great. Maybe that's why you may have. Fair enough. It's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it is, uh, it is, it's a thing. There's a, a Ben Folds song. Do you know Ben Folds at all? No. Okay. Too much of a zoomer, I guess. He said anyway. he sounds like he shouldn't be playing poker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Ben Folds uh, has a song, and uh, one of the lines in it is uh, he, he's in bed with his girlfriend or his wife or whoever it is, and the, uh, she's tossing and turning. He knows that she's dreaming, and he says, "I know you're going to be pissed when you wake up for terrible things I did to you in your sleep." So it, it's it, no in your dreams, not in your sleep. That's creepy. <laughs> to, to, to oh my god yeah i, just, I don't know why i didn't even catch that yeah, yeah. <laughs> for terrible things i did to you in your dreams like it, it really is a thing people do have trouble separating the the emotions they feel towards someone in a dream from the emotions they feel toward that same person in real life so it, it, for that reason i think we get this very very chilly morning between the two of them they just really seem like they're on edge. Marty and Wendy, I mean. <laughs> Sorry, back to Ozark now. Uh, but when Wendy, in fact, starts delegating what seems like just logistical responsibilities to Marty, go deal with the REO Speedwagon guy, Dickie. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with Helen and work on the hotel, the new casino. So, I mean, th- those are clearly the opposite roles they would have taken you know, beginning of season two. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Mar- Marty would have been saying, uh, go take care of the REO Speedwagon guy and I'll go work on this hotel. Mm-hmm. Totally so, yeah. All right. In the car on the way to the big, to Big Muddy, Helen suggests that Wendy is eclipsing Marty professionally. Uh, Wendy, of course, says, oh, they, they, they can't, they can't do any of this without Marty. Helen says, oh, please. She, she's never seen anyone get Navarro's attention like Wendy has. So what were we, I mean, we've seen Helen since then, but if we remember back to the end of season two, this, this was kind of in the works even then. 
you know, when Wendy was really very intoxicated by Helen's praise. And here's Helen piling it on even higher than she did before. So we can see Andy, Wendy just. Yeah, I don't think she should up. be driving. She should certainly not be driving <laughs> while she's this intoxicated. Like, it is dangerous levels. <laughs> Correct. Certainly. All right. So at Big Muddy, we get a little bit of exposition here. We, we figure out exactly what's going on with the hotel. I didn't even know there was a hotel attached to this casino, but apparently there is. Uh, and it's kind of a big deal because the hotel, the casino is not of much use to them without the hotel. But the uh, but Carl and Anita uh, recanted their their deal and only sold them the casino, not the hotel. So Marty and Wendy and Helen need this hotel. So they're, here's what they do: they close down the casino because they're gonna they say they're gonna renovate it. But they're doing this right during peak tourist season, right in the summer, uh, and they uh, they can afford that. They can afford to lose that much revenue. Uh, but Carl and Anita really need that casino to be open because they cannot afford to lose the hotel revenue for a summer. And Wendy and Helen basically tell Anita and Carl, we're bigger than you and we're meaner than you. Uh, but Anita just digs her heels in and will not sell. Good on her. So. Good on her. Is it? Is it good on her? It's smart. Smart <laughs> on her. So, I'm mean, sure this happened well for her going up against the cartel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess in fairness, she doesn't know who she's going up against. No, but yeah. She, she at least knows that there's no way she can outlast them in a, uh, I don't know, what, what would you call this? Uh, a game a of revenue, a revenue starvation scheme. I call it like, yeah, I feel like it's like a revenue check in. First one to go bankrupt loses, or like first one. Right. And she, she has to know that she can't possibly win that game, but she's still digging in her heels. And, and maybe she's her. hoping, well, maybe she's probably hoping this is just a bluff and that they'll give mm -hmm. her a bigger payout or they'll, you know, meet to it. Like they don't actually want to wait that long. They're just hoping that yeah. she'll get scared and sell. And, well, and what's interesting point. is if we think back to last episode, she was the one who was eager to sell. And now yeah. she's very opposed to it. Well, now she just seems bitter now. Yeah, this is sour grapes. This this is cutting off her nose to spite her face. Because she was full. Yeah, she was fine with selling everything before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is this is pride getting in the way of making the financially sound decision. Surely the case. Uh... Now, now, having said that, Darlene would love this. You know, you take a stand based on principle. You're our Darlene's friend. Yeah, she might she might have had a new friend if uh, yeah reasons so yeah exactly we'll see those later but. all right at the Missouri Bell the other casino boat the original casino boat Agent Maya Miller arrives with her goldfish Jeff well, that would have been a good name that anyway. was my name oh Jeff the fish oh yeah, sorry anyway. sorry yeah he's Jeff Jeff the goldfish anyway uh, Miller explains to Marty how the forensic accounting investigation is going to work. And it is pretty airtight. Uh, if she leaves uh, to the point where they, even if they make it through this month of her overseeing them, if she leaves and revenue jumps, if it spikes, uh, she gets another warrant and comes right back. So uh, th this is not looking good for Marty. I mean, she, she has taken out his ability to pump cash into those boxes Mm -hmm. She has 
agents all over the floor of the casino and there's no relief even if she leaves there's nothing that can be done so this this is bad news they kind of slow growth yeah i'm sure navarro will be very patient with slow growth so anyway uh marty fills in ruth uh well first he apologizes to her uh, for getting out her case about the slot machine scheme to get the big money. But he wants her to move $250,000 through big money without Wendy finding out. I mean, this is how you know Marty's desperate because he knows that if Wendy ever finds out, she's this is not going to go well for him. And he also knows that that is supposed to be a clean business. So there, th- this is desperation. He has, he does not know what to do. He would not do this if he thought there was any way he could launder through the Missouri bell without the feds figuring it out. But he has recognized that he cannot. So, He's been best at it. Yep. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Ben comes uh, to, to up to them for the boat keys and asks Ruth out for the first time in this episode. And Ruth just thinks, you know, he's crazy. So it is interesting how quickly Ruth kind of turns on that. But yeah. Anyway, I guess Marty getting kidnapped will do that. That'll instigate a quick turn. All right. Uh, Ruth tells Marty, uh, Ruth does actually try to make this happen. She recruits some of Frank Cosgrove's workers to go over to Big Muddy and help her move some money through there. Uh, But when she gets there, it is closed. And she lets Marty know this. Marty did not know Wendy was going to close the casino. Uh, And now Ruth looks kind of foolish, having summoned these goons and not being able to use them. And Dickie, who is Ario Speedwagon's, I guess, agent, manager, something like that, uh, gives Marty Ario's rider. So you know what a rider is? No idea. Okay, it's like all the things that the band requires. Oh, to come yeah. yes. Okay, that's why. Yes. Okay, yes. I, <laughs> I don't remember what what band it was. I want to say it was one of those like '80s hair bands, like Def Leppard or Van Halen or somebody. I can't remember. Anyway, um, one of them used to put in their rider that they wanted a bowl of M and M's all the same color. I don't remember which color it was, but the the reason they did that was not because they actually cared about the color of the M&Ms, but if the venue wasn't able to pay attention to that detail, then they didn't want to work there because they felt that they would screw up more important details. Huh. Yeah. And at first, I, I don't know how I feel about that, because at first I was like, wow, what jerks? But yeah. you say that now, and I go, well, hmm. I, now my question goes, how many uh, M&Ms did they ask for? That, I, that, I that's don't what know. <laughs> It was like a little small like dish of it, like like one M&M's worth, and you just take out all the colors and so like maybe two M&M packets for it, that's fine. But if we're getting oh, like no, a big I... bowl of them. Yeah. Mm, I'm pretty sure we're talking about a big bowl. Pretty sure we're talking about a big bowl. A bit unreasonable yeah. and a bit unreasonable. Yeah, a bit, but I but I think once I heard that, because I, I always had known about that, but I never knew why. I've heard about this type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I always thought, oh, that's just ridiculous. That is it's unreasonable and it's just uh, diva-ish is yeah it's it, what is the point of doing this it's but flex having having heard yeah it's a flex but having heard that i was like oh i guess i get it you know there's a lot of it's a reasoning it's a reason 
Yeah, yeah. At, at least there's a reason behind it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's actually a good reason, but the question yep. is, is it good enough? Like, right. <laughs> and to me, that right, depends exactly. how many M&Ms did you make them do. So yeah, that's, cool. <laughs> that's interesting. There you go. All right, so there's going to be some fallout from this casino closing because at the office, Frank Cosgrove shows up. He's pissed that they closed Big Muddy. And he says to Wendy, because it's just Wendy there. I think Charlotte's there too, Wendy and Charlotte. Uh, and he, he says to Wendy, you know, we didn't do what we did out of charity. Now, Wendy has no idea what it is that they did. But what Frank is talking about is blowing up that rival casino across from Big Muddy. Mm-hmm. And she pays him off because she thinks that's the right move. But she also asks how he knew, how he knew that Big Muddy was closed. And Cosgrove tells her, you know, the Ruth sent. Uh, for some of my guys to go over there and help move money through it and it was close so now wendy knows wendy knows what marty did so that's not good for marty no especially especially not good because the two of them are headed to therapy now yeah Uh, oh well oh actually that's a great thing that they're heading to therapy but before that (laughs) i just want to know in the last scene um that uh when he does let frank know hey from now on Make sure you report to me instead. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's ah, yes. fine. As long as your check's clear, uh, I yep. don't give a crap, which is such yep. a frank thing to say. Like, whatever. <laughs> yep. I don't care. As long as, as long as the check's clear. So, yeah, exactly. But that is an important point to make that Wendy is saying, you work with me, not Marty now. Yeah. So, I mean, she, she is squeezing him out of this operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So. It seems like he's getting cut out of the operation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, this is kind of. If we think about One Way Out as the turning point where Wendy starts to take over the power, uh, this is kind of the turning point where uh, Wendy starts to not only have the power, but also squeeze Marty out. Yeah. So so, so I love the therapy scene. I always love the therapy scenes, but this, this one is just spectacular. Sparks I, flying. They spend so long arguing secretly about the casino. Like, oh. Oh, or just things in general. Right? They're arguing about whether that new big money casino should be kept clean or not. It's like the, what yes. they're arguing about for the most part. Yes. Yeah. They, they're, they're, they're very thinly veiled uh, metaphors for, for <laughs> what they're actually talking about. Uh-huh. I, love I love it so much. When, um, when Sue tries to ask, like, you know, Marty, Marty, what happens if you don't complete your objectives, right? Like, how, how oh, yeah. about it? And he goes, well, uh, death. That, <laughs> that looks, looks like, like death. hyperbolic. <laughs> death. It looks like death. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I think, I think what Jesse says is, uh, what would it look like if you, uh, for you to achieve your objectives without interfering with Wendy's project? And says, that, would look like, that, looks, that would look like death. All right. Let's not be hyperbolic here. What would it really look like? really death <laughs> so like i mean that the, that's very thinly veiled i mean they're bordering on telling her exactly what they do but th- what this really comes down to is the, this the argument and we certainly could put a put a uh, pick a side here but I, I think i'm gonna hold off on that for now uh because i think this th- these arguments have just been presented too well i don't think there's anything else for us to say because marty says what this comes down to actually i'll start with wendy okay wendy tells marty that you wanted nothing to do with this and now you want unfettered access and what you did uh in kansas city was dangerous and it was sabotage marty says i well i did it to to 
protect my family. And then Wendy does, this is the patented Laura Linney uh, line delivery, by the way, <laughs> when she, she, she goes, she does the, that is such a tired excuse. Like really that really like dramatic, long yeah. drawn out yeah. word, the tired excuse. She, she does that in pretty much everything she's in, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, I love it though. So I'm not complaining, but she's, so she's tired of hearing that excuse. Now that, that reminds me a little bit of, of course, Breaking Bad, uh, where, I mean, that's basically, one of the characters uh, entire character is is this person doing it for their family or is this person doing it for themselves and here we have wendy calling out marty for that uh although i think marty could just as easily call out wendy for the same thing you know this uh, what are you really doing for your family if you really were concerned about the family why didn't we get on that seaplane get out of here but marty sums the whole thing up by saying I need your help solving the problem that you created and you're not helping. So that's Marty's entire summation of the situation. Uh, And then we get this classic Sue line. It's just so wonderful. She says, just like a pie is only as good as its crust, a marriage is only as good as its trust. I mean, she doesn't know who she's messing with here, but can you imagine what marty and wendy must have been feeling as they heard that they must have wanted to just jump across the table and choke her well i'm glad that it rhymes but yeah i I, like (laughs) thanks for the advice doc (laughs) yeah exactly so but she now we got to remember back to i think it was episode one i don't think she was in episode two i think if we remember back to episode one marty when he was paying her off Said, so, you know, you know, great job, but uh, you know, give, give Wendy a win every once in a while. You know, don't you gotta, yeah. Go, yeah, go 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 a little tougher on me next time. And so here she is go taking Wendy's side, like clearly taking Wendy's side to the point where Wendy starts smirking mm-hmm. the, <laughs> that she's taking her side. Uh and uh Marty is not thrilled by that when he goes to pay her off later. And says, well, you know, not this, not this time. This was a big one. This, this was not the one I wanted you to go easy on her on. But, you know, I, I do feel a little bit bad for Sue there because it's like, well, I'm, how do I know when's the right time? Because you're not telling me everything, obviously. But this is tremendous entertainment. I love every therapy session with Sue. And this one is even better than the first one. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. So... After therapy, they're having some dinner, and uh, I think did, is this the dinner that Charlotte cooked, or is that was that a previous episode? Uh, I don't yeah, know. I think it was. I think it was a previous episode. Anyway, um, oh no, this is right. They just had pizza and salad this this night. But anyway, uh, they're having dinner, and Wendy gets a call from Navarro uh, during dinner. So Marty quickly hooks up the spyware and the headphones and listens in and Navarro, you know, he's, he's very, I don't know, chauvinistic, I suppose. He's like, Oh, I bet you're a good cook. What'd you cook tonight? And she of course lies to him and says chicken, which shouldn't be a big deal, but I think there's a reason why she lies here. Why does she lie and say that she cooked it all? And if she did, why does she lie and say chicken? Well, I, I think that she, has recognized that Navarro has 
uh, a certain image of her and that and and that he's giving her lots of positive attention so she needs to try to maintain that image definitely seems the, the case yeah well yeah because that's such a minor thing to lie about and oh uh, yeah wendy is definitely like a politics person right especially from season yeah. two right she's yep seems to do whatever it'll take uh, including small little white lies incidentally season two we've seen zero wilks at this point yeah, so he really has just given up on the birds, or at least he wants out. Yep, yep. So, but Navarro lets Wendy know that he is bleeding money through this new casino because there's no income coming in. And he wants her to close that deal like immediately to get that hotel. And he says, if you can't get what you want with reason, you have to get it with force. And we'll have to remember that line. So, all right. Anything else you want to say about that scene? Uh, nope. Okay, then we get the second dream sequence here, and this is where Wendy replays her scene in the diner with Cade, except that Cade is now Marty, and Marty asks her to come with her, and she says, "I can't." And that's she she says it verbally, audibly while she's sleeping, and we see that. So there you go. Okay, it seems as though Marty has recognized that he's getting squeezed out here. You know, Wendy's getting phone calls from Navarro. Uh, he can't launder money. Uh, Wendy's putting him in charge of Ario Speedwagon. Uh, so he goes to visit Helen, which is an interesting choice because we know how close Helen and Wendy have become. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to go see Helen here. But Helen tells Marty to find another way to launder and you cannot use big money. So Marty tries to pin the whole problem on wendy but helen blames him for blowing up the casino so i think i would i want to put our pick a side here really? uh, yeah i want to put it right here um and, and this is not necessarily helen or marty i think uh the side we're going to pick is who is to blame for this mess that they're in is it marty or is it wendy uh, helen thinks it's marty for blowing up the casino marty thinks it's wendy so I think it's my turn to pick the side first. No, it's my turn. It's always, you say that every time. I'm certain it's my turn. So I'm 99% confident. I don't like when you do that. What do you mean? Because I'm sure, I know that you know it's my turn. I'm 99% confident it's my turn. Okay, you want to take that 1%? No, 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 no. No, take the 1%. No, insist. All right, cool. No, it's supposed to be my turn. It can be your turn. I'm giving you permission. In fact, no, you know what? Maybe, we, may, maybe we need to make a new rule. It, it's always your turn first because I come up with when we're going to do this thing. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's, okay. the, that's the new rule. Right. I, that's the rule I can get behind. All right. Let's let's do it. I, we'll do it that way. So you get to Sweet. pick. Oh, Marty wow. or Wendy. Well, now I feel bad. That's like, whew. Um, yeah. uh, who I think is wrong or right. Or who's in the wrong? No, who, no, no, no. Whose fault do you think this is? Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. That's we're we're gonna pin that. we're gonna pin the blame on one of them. Uh, or if there's a, if there's a third party that you think is at fault, then <laughs> by all means, go for it. I'll pin the blame on Marty. Okay, then I'll pin the blame on Wendy. Uh, would you like to go first or second? First here, uh, easy peasy. All right, all right go Marty. I'm a lawyer. I read the warrant. On the warrant, it said part of the reason why I was executed was due to the suspicious explosion of the rival casino. Or not rival explosion of the casino. I rest my case. Did it actually say that? No, but uh, it doesn't act. Uh, 
It sounds like it says that by the way, like by the way Helen talks, uh-huh. it sounds as though that the, the she says like we that's why we got the warrant because we moved to their casino. So does it say in the warrant? Like I don't know what the warrant says, but maybe the, or maybe just like due to suspicious activity and due to suspicious activities, you know, buying the casino around those circumstances. So I don't know. Maybe they could have bought it without it triggering. Okay, I don't, but the way okay. Helen makes it sound makes it sound like blowing up the casino also helped cause the warrant. And she's a lawyer, so I okay, definitely seeing this look good. Okay. All right, well, I I disagree. I I I think that what has happened here is exactly what Trevor Evans told us at the end of the last episode, which was that as soon as you bought a new casino, it triggered an immediate search warrant or an immediate warrant for us to come in and basically run the place jointly with you. So uh, my argument is is that it had nothing to do with the explosion. Explosion is periphery, you know, and it might have exacerbated the situation, but that warrant was coming as soon as they bought that casino, no matter what. And nope. you know what? No, and you know what else? If I, by blowing up that other casino, we had a chance to, to get out of this. We had a chance to not, at trigger that warrant but that you you've heavy handed it and so now the warrant is in place and i cannot launder money I, I'm, I, I'm saying it as though i'm marty but and marty cannot launder money so I, I i do i really do think this is wendy's fault not marty's i i well, see the, the crux of this though does does come to uh if only we could read the warrant i though yeah. helen did read the warrant uh, oh, i know evans lawyer. did read the warrant well, yeah. Well, listen, it, it got triggered because he bought the casino, but it, this warrant could have never become to fruition had the arrival casino not blown up. Like that blowing okay. up allowed this to trigger once you bought the second casino. All right. So how about this? If the warrant involved the blowing up of the rival casino, why is the FBI swarming on the Missouri Bell, not the big money? Missouri Bell has nothing to do with this. Not even close. Huh? Uh, Silence. Well, oh. well, well, uh, I think that goes <laughs> that, that argument goes the other way, though. Why don't they look at the Missouri Bell? They are looking at the Missouri Bell. That's my point. Oh, sorry, not Missouri Bell. Like, why? Why aren't they looking at the? Uh, I forgot. Big money for your for yes. your your side of things. Because that they're they're not uh, they they the warrant was triggered when they purchased. Big Muddy, not when they started operating Big Muddy. So when they purchased Big Muddy, all they had operating was the Missouri Bell. And we, I guess we well, don't technically know if they would be swarming on Big Muddy if they had uh, not closed it. All I'm saying is all the suspicion, all this heat, that's from you blowing up that boat if, or the other casino. If that wasn't blown up, they, they'd be a little sus as to why we're buying another casino, but they wouldn't have enough to get a warrant on us. No, not enough, right? You gave oh. you gave them the ammunition they needed to get this warrant. You I gave don't them think the so. Okay. I I don't think so. I, I I'm I'm reasonably certain that they they had that warrant like written out, typed out on the judge's desk, <laughs> waiting waiting for oh well already pre signed, just waiting yeah. for it to it's out, waiting yeah. for it to the sale to be final, and as soon as it was. It, oh. it went into effect. Well, I guess that's the end of it. Well, I genuinely don't actually know who to blame here because, by the way, Helen talks, it does actually sound like 
is that like a big reason behind the war why the warrant can even exist like i don't know if it's a reasonable level of suspicion i don't know though because at first i was like oh this is all wendy's fault though. she bought the casino like blah, blah. but when helen tells marty oh it's your fault for blowing up the casino you know that's why they could get a see, warrant see i, I think this is just it. helen being annoyed with marty for pissing in the cheerios when he blew it could up be. the place and it could be no. but i don't know i can't tell <laughs> yeah so. yeah i guess we i guess we can't tell but i mean I, yeah, you're right, because if, if the warrant was going to get triggered by any purchase, regardless of potential arson, it didn't matter. Yeah. That's then it's the Wendy's theory. fault. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but if it was the arson that triggered that warrant, then it's Marty. But uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to, lay, to come down on the side that the arson had nothing to do with the warrant. The warrant was already ready to go, mm-hmm. just waiting for the final purchase to happen. I. Oh, the thing is, is that yeah, I, I really don't know. Actually, I'm like completely stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really mind all too much. It doesn't mm-hmm. like bother me because obviously you don't get to read the um warrant. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it'll go either way. I don't, so I don't know who's really to be blamed here. Right, and I, I, you know, that's part of what I love about Ozark is is that they really, like, whatever your knee jerk reaction is to Marty or Wendy. If you think about it for a little bit, you can come up with a reason why the other one's just as bad. And it's it, because I think it's so easy right now to come down on Marty's side. He just seems like a much more sympathetic character than Wendy, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you, would you, oh I mean, yeah. I mean, part of that's because he's getting squeezed out of his own operation. Part of it is because, as we're going to come to find out later, Helen is is evaluating whether or not they even need him and he may be expendable. You know, part of it is because we know that he he started this whole thing. This is this was all like it was his brilliance that got them into this uh, into this business. Um, and then part of it is because it just seems like Wendy is wrong. But the more you look at it, the more it really becomes less clear as to who's wrong in the situation so i i do love that about ozark mm-hmm. and, i mean that that has been going for quite a while actually so all right in uh, when he does go to the diner in real life next not in a dream but she's not meeting with marty here she's meeting with carl alone sans anita well she appeals to his sense of subjugation to his wife basically lays out all her observations of how Anita bullies him and is nice to him and subjugates him. And Carl tells her that Marty is the reason that he backed out in the first place. So Wendy keeps finding out about Marty's behind the scenes machinations and is less than thrilled every step of the way. And it's just pissing her off more and more. And she's getting more and more resentful of Marty. Um, and in fact, in this case, Wendy tells Carl, you know, if you, you, you got to do this, you got to sell to us. And she quotes Navarro at him and says, mm-hmm. if you can't get it with reason, get it with force. So an interesting all, choice of words. I, I still like to imagine, oh, even though Navarro seems to be the boss guy, Navarro actually is his own boss. And this is what the boss told Navarro. And now, like, Carl, you know, like, I was, whenever stuff like this happens, whenever, like, a boss tells someone and then they, like, tell their, um, you know, subordinate or whatever the same, like, thing. Yes. Like, you really need to get this done. Now, you really need to get this done. It's on so far. Right. 
and this that, that goes back to when petty was told do your job better or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was and then he said the same exact thing to rachel yes later I on in the episode that. oh beautiful yep. yeah it's good stuff uh we miss petty don't we all right so uh, a, tr- a trip to the langmore compound which is getting a little thinner now it's just it's just ruth and three at this point so three this is a pretty sweet deal for three he's got his own place but yeah i mean, I mean he's also yeah, three, missing uh, parents but yeah he's a, uh, there are some positives some negatives there you go so that's just many things in life correct correct but ruth uh goes and presses three about wyatt she really wants to know what he's up to how he's doing russ uh, i'm sorry uh three is not going to tell her uh and that's the end of that but then helen shows up interesting because last time helen showed up here she waterboarded ruth so you can you can see ruth kind of clam up here but uh helen shows up she asks if ruth could run the day-to-day operations at the missouri bell if marty were let's just say away you know yeah i mean he he may have some other obligations now but ruth says yeah I, i i could do that and this is exactly what helen wanted to hear so she's quite pleased so did you put i, I don't know if you can remember back to the first time you saw this but did you put it together that i did helen was, yes yeah oh, yeah. oh, oh sorry not, first time i watched it no sorry no no, no okay. not the first time i watched it here i did because okay. i knew yeah but yeah. first time no i'm not sure probably yeah not. i mean knowing what we know it, it's pretty obvious here but yeah. it is not it's not so easy to see on the first viewing but we definitely know there's more to it than what Helen is letting on here. Yeah. So yeah, Helen's not uh, just like a nice person generally. So <laughs> no, <laughs> she's she's a sweetheart. Let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, uh, we get to visit. Uh, we get to check in with Ben here for a minute or two. Uh, he's really ripping this speedboat or this uh, motorboat. He is doing all kinds of crazy things on it and to the point where uh sheriff Nix pulls him over the boat police and jonah says to ben just let me do do the talking and ben is quite taken aback by that but jonah does he drops his name and who his parents are and Nix tells him ah, you know just just slow down okay this and ben is just shocked at this point cannot believe that this what is he 14 15 yeah, I think he's 14 like that. 14 year old kid can get out of get out of a speeding ticket like that ice ice cold right there oh yeah we're cool whatever so, yeah. mm-hmm. yep ruth uh being the loyal sergeant that she or lieutenant would you call her a sergeant or a lieutenant for marty lieutenant, lieutenant. lieutenant. yeah so uh, being the loyal lieutenant that she is goes to see marty and tells him about helen's visit uh and he tells her that Helen is exploring her options. And the, I mean, you can see Ruth get really upset about this. I, I love how loyal Ruth is to Marty. Like yeah. she, she's, I, I love this. This is, this is awesome. It's yeah. It is very sweet how loyal she is. Cause she, she, even though earlier, right. She's mad at Marty for yelling at her and kind of getting her involved in his marital issues. She's still willing to uh, smuggle money through the uh, big muddy yep. without telling Wendy, right? She's still more than willing to do that. Yep. Poor Marty. So, and I don't think anyone else Marty really has 
Like Helen obviously wouldn't, Wendy obviously wouldn't like. So. Right, and she didn't have to tell Marty about this. Yeah, no. So, she, you know, she could have, you know, casually dropped in. Oh, so I hear you're getting some new responsibilities. Like th- that's what I was kind of expecting to happen. I wasn't expecting her to be like, "Hey, Helen came to see me. What do you think of this?" Like she, she's she's got her suspicions about Helen right off the bat. So good for, good for you, Ruth. And and I love how loyal you are to Marty. You stay that way. Anyway, Marty needs to find a way to launder. He's got to do it like now. So he's got he. We'll we'll see. He's got an idea, but it's going to take a bit. All right. We're on this hiking trail next that I don't think we've seen it before, but it's Carl and Anita. They're taking a hike, and Carl tries to put his foot down. I think he literally says, I'm putting my foot down. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hysterical. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that and mean it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's, just, he's literally putting his foot down to convince Anita to sell. She refuses and just absolutely lambastes him. I should have married your brother. He's taller. Uh, and and well, she even starts poking him in the head, which I've, again, I've never seen anybody do this either. <laughs> but Mrs. Al, I, I do have to tell you, sometimes yeah. instead of poking like a friend on the shoulder, I'll just poke them in the head like tong tong. Oh my God. <laughs> like they swatted down a hill (laughs) so much funnier because the confused look like oh like like, exactly oh my gosh it's so weird but she's just poking him in the head telling him she shouldn't marry his brother and he swats her hand away and she this is enough to change her momentum to enough to get her rolling down this hill like into the lake after hitting her head on some rocks and uh she's 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 dead rip anita <laughs> yeah and carl just walks away just relatively calm he just yeah I mean, he looks, yeah he looks a bit freaked out but um you know a little I mean, I gasped guess... like you know he's definitely the moment oh, for sure is, is emo- not maybe not even emotional but the moment's getting to him, but he, yeah, he does just eventually go, hey, well, you know, it's what it is, I guess, and then walks off. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the alternative is to call the authorities. Yeah, cry, call help, try to, like, get down there or something, but, yeah, well, yeah. not much more that can be done here. Yeah, guess not. So I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm all that guilty, so guilty no. I am not, and then off he goes. It's too bad, because I kind of did like these two characters together so it's too bad that anita is gone but at any rate um gonna go back and forth between home and the missouri bell for a bit here wendy tells marty that they got the hotel so apparently as soon as he was done with his manslaughter carl called wendy and sold the hotel Uh, and wendy also tells jonah that she's gonna go get zeke back i don't know where this comes from this seems a little out of the blue it's just like she's feeling empowered she's feeling on top of the world she's like i bet i could get zeke back i'm gonna try to do this yeah uh jonah's happy about this so he leaves and she's left with ben and she and ben chat and, and she tells him about the affair and that everybody knows and that it was pretty awful what they went through but she tells him that she's gonna go get zeke back uh, by picking a fist fight with a hillbilly. And I think it's, what's that? A proper terminology. 
Yeah, I, I think it's important to note that she uses the term hillbilly here, which is the appropriate nomenclature, uh, or I guess the preferred nomenclature. No, appropriate is certainly what it is, because if you don't okay. say it, you risk death. So. That's true. That's true. So, and Ben seems pretty excited by all this. He he seems like, I think he says at one point, you know, this is the most you that I've seen you since I got here. So, you know, and, the, and they are, you know, they're, they're drinking. Wendy seems to drink a lot in this episode, actually. So, anyway. Uh, at the Missouri Bell, Marty tries to get Dickie, which is, who is the manager for Ario Speedwagon, to help him launder money through the band. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure how all this is working. Like, he's going to oh. rent sound equipment or the, the, the vendors or whatever. Uh, I, I trust Marty that he knows what he's doing. But uh, in order to make it worth the band's while, he's going to give them an extra 100000 uh, And he never says specifically that he wants them to help launder money. He's, he uses, he works away, he works around it and tries to get them to agree to doing it without agreeing to wander. But Dickie calls Kevin Cronin to fill him in and just says, yeah, the, the guy here wants to help us, wants him to help us launder money. No, <laughs> He's going to give us an extra hundred K. So, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you know what? It's effective. He, he's going to be able to launder his money and Ario Speedwagon doesn't seem bothered by it. So yeah. apparently this is something that happens all the time. Great. Great to hear. I'm sure the IRS is taking notes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yes. I wonder if they ever research money laundering and use schemes that have actually been used. I imagine that's a very good way to catch people doing so. so yeah. Probably. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I meant the, the makers of Ozark. I wonder if they research oh. uh, money laundering schemes and just you know throw, them in, throw in schemes that they've discovered that have actually happened. I don't know. Possibly, they've probably done some amount of research. Mm-hmm. That's scary. I, I hope they do. do. I don't want to do that research. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wendy is about to pick that fist bite. She shows up at the farmers market and she antagonizes Darlene. Says, you know, they they're gonna they're willing to cut her in on the new casino, but she's got to give up her rights to Zeke, uh, and you know. He can't have a redneck for a mama. Now we know that she knows that the appropriate term is hillbilly, but she's intentionally using the term redneck here to instigate Darlene into punching her. And uh, she does, she obliges, hits her pretty good. Uh, Wendy's bleeding. She checks the blood and says that ought to do it and walks away. Uh, and uh, when she gets home, she photographs herself. So we, I think we can kind of see where this is going. Yeah, we can see what the plan is. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, well, so we can talk more about that in the spoiler section, but I don't want to say any more about it here, but we can kind of see what's happening. All right. Miller is chatting with Marty at the Missouri Bell, and she offers him a new deal, a different kind of deal than what Petty and Evans offered him. You know, they, they offered him basically witness protection, and he's declined it every step of the way. She offers him something different. She, she says if he pleads guilty to a separate offense, something that's not related to the money laundering, he'll serve 18 months in, pr- in federal prison, and then he goes to work for the FBI, catching people like him. And the brilliance of this plan is that Navarro will believe that he protected him because 
Marty did 18 months in prison and Navarro hasn't been arrested. So, but it will kind of eliminate him from ever being able to launder for Navarro again, because it's, he's, he's under too much scrutiny at that point. Yeah. So this is a pretty good plan, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it seems to be better than his witness protection program. Yeah, for sure. Because you'll get the cartel off your back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And actually the cartel might have some respect for you for not turning them in. And also, and also job security, maybe to a fault. <laughs> it's, it's maybe, maybe true. Maybe you get, true. You'll, you'll, you, hey, you're guaranteed a job almost, but you're, you're forced into the job. So yeah. for a certain amount of time. <laughs> yeah, so, so. yeah. You're basically an indentured servant at that point, I guess. Uh, with pay though. Yeah. With, with yeah. some probably. Yeah that's, good yeah. Pay, so. yeah. that's probably the wrong way to think about it, but so yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to be, you're going you're gonna to be compensated. And actually, it sounds like a pretty fun job. I bet Marty would really like it. Yeah. So anyway, Ev, we, we get a scene with Evans here. He's got he's with Tommy in this interrogation room, and he's got footage of Tommy blowing up the boat and the fingerprints that we already talked about. And he wants Marty Bird. Tommy agrees, saying, I'll do anything you want. This guy caves, like, instantly. Immediately. Yeah, he's, like, sweating, <laughs> bullshit, or whatever. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's like my, my I, I work for uh frank cosgrove frank jr i work yeah. with all frank Lane. He's like, I, I don't care about the Kansas city mob like don't, no need thank you he starts writing down information i didn't know about that thank you the fbi will, will put note on that but tommy tommy really we just i just need you for marty bird okay he's like, i uh, i spent the other day i was winning 90 and he's like oh well. <laughs> he's, just, he's just feeling everything right now Seriously, this is like chunk in the Goonies. You ever see the Goonies? No, I've never seen the Goonies. Oh, I know there's great. like a truffle shuffle. But. Yeah, you gotta see the Goonies. But at one point, like the, these uh criminals are, are interrogating this this kid. The kid's like 12 years old, and they're like, Tell us everything. He's like, Everything. Yeah, everything. Oh, yes, I've heard this joke about him being <laughs> yeah. like super like talks about when, when he was super young. When, when I was in third grade, I took this fake puke to the movie theater and I went up into the balcony and I was tossing her over the edge and I started making this noise like, and, and then everybody started puking. And like, yeah, he tells them everything. <laughs> and I cheated on my math test in fourth grade. <laughs> it's, it's hysterical. Anyway, that's that's what Tommy's doing here. He's, he's spilling everything to them. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder what, how Frank Cosgrove would feel about seeing this. <laughs> Just, well, yeah. Mm, yeah probably that, ta- ta- time to be dead neat. All right. When Marty gets home that night, he sees Wendy's face and asks what happened. She said, oh, I ran into a door. So now she's she's got her own secrets, just like Marty has his. They, they, they are a complete lack of communication at this point. But the next morning, Wendy brings Ben some coffee and ben is so proud of her for for getting in that fight with darlene and she tells him you know what you should stay i want you to stay so uh, and again this this is on the heels of ben telling her the day before marty wants me to leave and you know, she said oh, i don't know about that and he says no he told me he wants me to leave yeah so, <laughs> So you wonder how much of this is Wendy actually wants in there and how much of this is Wendy just wants to piss off Marty. Mm, yeah, so. definitely, definitely valid. But it looks like Ben's not going anywhere anytime soon. 
All right. At Helen's house, Helen and Aaron actually have a pleasant conversation. Uh, they even exchange I love yous, and I, I don't really have anything more to say about that scene. Anything you want to say? No, no nothing much. Okay. All right. So Wendy back home is drinking again, and she gets a call from Navarro again, and Marty listens again. And Wendy tells Navarro that they got the hotel and asks what they should do next. But Navarro discovers that the line is compromised and hangs up. And we know, of course, that the line is compromised by Marty. So good job, Marty. Anyway, uh, on the, uh, there's, there's a little boating excursion that Charlotte, Jonah, and Aaron have. And while they're on this excursion, uh, Tommy pulls the girls onto his boat. Jonah stays on their, the other boat to you know, watch their stuff. Uh, but we see Tommy trying to weasel his way into Marty's life through Charlotte and Aaron. I think so. it's also interesting to note that Aaron's very excited to go to the boat, but Charlotte seems very annoyed. Well, yeah, it, 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 and I think this is, I, I, season three Charlotte is probably my favorite Charlotte. I, I really enjoy her character at this point. She's kind of figured out what's going on. She still doesn't like it, but she understands it and she's going to play along. But on top of that, she's got her own scar tissue, you know, from everything she's been through. Well, I, and, well to me, this seems more of like she's babysitting Aaron and she just doesn't want to yeah. do this, but she doesn't, oh, I can't leave Aaron alone. So. But I th- Yeah, exactly. And I, but I think so much of that is a result of what she went through with Zach in season one. Oh, yeah. That's definitely why she probably doesn't like it, but she has to, yeah. she's bearing with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's just going, well, you know what? Then, Aaron, you can go on your own. You know, me and Jonah will yeah. be here. So. Exactly. All right. Ruth is hanging out in her car outside the concert. The Ario Speedwagon concert is about to start. She's hanging out, listening to her, her favorite uh, rap music. And- yeah, we can't. I told me Ario Speedwagon like is literally yeah. playing and you yeah. sit in your car listening to your own music like yeah what a big f you <laughs> yeah. really like, I don't yeah. I hate the, the she's, rock she's no fan of the wagon so. <laughs> definitely <laughs> would seem not actually if she would oh no I like Ario Speedwagon but, but how do you like Ario Speedwagon you're doing this like this must mean she <laughs> she would hate them this is the only like logical right. deduction like you must hate them not that you're okay with that do you know i've right. never we've never seen her do this before right so she was actually like despised this band is my only thought so i know that she had that conversation with tuck in season one about the the rap music that she listens mm-hmm. to and she put tuck onto that i don't know what's what tuck was playing before but she was critical of whatever he was playing before if it was Ario think... Speedwagon, I don't think it was, but man, if it, it wasn't, was, oh, that would that, that that this would be like automatic ten for this episode just for that alone. Like, I would have loved that like small detail of like yeah, stuck in the beginning that she just hates Ario Speedwagon unreasonably. Uh-huh. And this is that, it. But, yeah, I don't know. That would be yeah. amazing. Like I said, it's the only it's the only reason why she's doing this. She must. She must yeah. hate them. Yeah. Yeah, she must. But Ben approaches her and asks her on every possible date, you know, dinner, lunch, breakfast, glass glass of water. (laughs) Yep. But she finally laughs when he says glass of water. And that's enough for him. And, you know, glass of water it is. We're on for tomorrow. And she doesn't seem displeased at this point. She seems like maybe she wants to do this. So she's, she's kind of 180 on Ben pretty quickly. So, all right. 
the rest of the episode is uh, mostly at the concert, and then they drive away from the concert a little bit later. But Marty, this is a big deal. Marty tells Miller he's going to take the deal. Well, like, I, so this is the it. What I like about the way he does it is he doesn't say yes, I'll do it. Uh, he simply mm-hmm. asks. Look, he kind of confirms the the negotiation of it. So eighteen months, and then uh-huh. like my service, right? Like you kind of make sure of a. Like what? So what are the terms again? And she repeats that, and he goes, "Okay, okay, then, right?" And then that's that's his reply, mm-hmm. right? And say, "I'll take it," but it definitely seems like he'll take it. By the way, he says, "Uh, oh yeah, I think the, uh, you're you're right. He, it's it's a hedge, he, you know. He's he's. Well, I don't even know he's trying to hedge it, but the the way he replies, cause, listen, it definitely seems like he's saying yes, but the way mm-hmm. he replies leaves ambiguity. Okay, right. Like he could go back and go, "I was just saying, okay, it's in like, yeah, I was just." Think he yes. should have understood it. But. So when I say it's a hedge, I don't necessarily mean it's a hedge by Marty. I think it's a hedge yeah. by the writers. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so so they put it in there intentionally so that there is some ambiguity. But I think it's pretty clear that he oh, would, yeah. would, would have taken that deal right there. Uh, it definitely it seems like he wants to take the deal. Oh, yeah, certainly. And yeah, uh, Mil- yeah even Miller's are shocked by this. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it doesn't take long from there before he is taken by the guy who waterboarded Helen. I don't know this guy's name, but I think we might figure it out soon, but, I don't, but I'm not sure. Uh, but Ben sees the whole thing. And once they start dragging Marty, instead of just Marty going with them peacefully, once they start dragging him into the car, um, Ben goes and gets Ruth and they follow this car uh, until the car ahead of them, that which is, I think it's a black SUV, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, kind of takes up the whole road, and a guy gets out with a gun, points the gun at them, and they put their hands up, and the black SUV drives away. So uh, that is uh, where we end the episode. So, last thoughts before we get into our other stuff here. Uh, I just want to give I, I guess I should give a bit of explanation to why I gave it a ten. I don't think sure. I give too much of explanation. Uh, ending. Recency bias, great. Uh, that's all. <laughs> that's why it's a ten, just because of the ending. No, well, the ending is really great, but you you were seeing more into Wendy's thought process, and yeah. seeing Marty getting squeezed out, mm-hmm. seemingly is is great to see. Uh, Agent Miller seems really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, different wise, the Darlene stuff, that's really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I think what else I'm missing. I'm missing some other storyline. But yeah, the disconnect between Wendy and Marty is obviously getting yeah. more and more and more like you know big and really cool. And so. cl- and clearly, clearly Helen is taking sides now. Oh yeah, well I mean, yeah. I I think this whole season, yeah, Helen is Helen. Yeah. It, we're getting teams here. We got Ruth and Marty. They're they're kind of together. Helen, mm-hmm. Wendy, they're together, right? Yes, That's definitely something that can be stated. Uh, Frank Cosgrove, he doesn't give a crap. He's just, mm-hmm. you know, where he gets paid. But yeah, definitely sides. Certainly sides. Yeah. And so much of my enjoyment of this episode is has, is more than it was the first time I saw it because those dream sequences are exactly the Cade, the Cade and Wendy scenes. They're exactly those scenes. So uh, I, I love that about this episode. I love the use of Ario Speedwagon in this episode. Honestly, I love that the use of the, of that time for me to fly song because that that's the song they're playing when marty gets kidnapped too by the way 
Yes. So, so not only is the song playing in Wendy's dream when she's fantasizing about killing Marty, it's the song that's playing in real life when Marty actually does get kidnapped after Helen has kind of laid the groundwork for, eh, we don't really need Marty. So this is, this is good stuff. I, and, and by the way, the therapy session alone is like oh, a 15 out of 10. Like that, yeah. that, that seems so good. Oh God, I could watch that scene over and over again. I love it. You know how I love breakup scenes. That's not a breakup scene, but that could have been a breakup scene. Possibility. Thank, thank goodness for Sue. But Mr. Sal. Yes. Tick, talk, tick. I don't have that up. Ha. Uh huh. I'm too. I'm too old for that one. I, oh, look! It's the time. <laughs> it's TV time. TV time. <laughs> yes. Yes, huh. indeed. Let's see what the what everybody thinks about Kevin Cronin was here. What do we think? It's got well five. Well, oh yeah, that five. Everyone gave it a five. Everyone gave it a five. Eighty-one percent of the people gave it a five. Good people. <sighs> the bigger issue is favorite character. I think it's either between Marty or Wendy. I mean, pretty clearly. I have to be the best characters of this episode. I was else. definitely, I was definitely trying to pick between the two of them. I, I, I'm trying to even think who's in like contention reasonably. I, I, like no one. I can't think of anyone that's in like mm-hmm. reasonable contention. So I, I will go with recency bias and say everyone picked marty okay so you picked you, marty is that i picked marty you picked marty they picked marty everyone picked marty okay so you're right about yourself congratulations you. one for one uh you're right about the audience 66 percent said marty oh no what let's just just continue yeah you got me wrong i said wendy uh, how close were you to sing marty very close would you change and say marty no, hmm. no. But when I, and a lot of it's just, I think Wendy has a lot more to do in this episode. Marty's just not nearly. Yeah, but you forgot the whole reasoning behind why I picked Marty. Recency bias, Mr. So. That's true. Recency bias would, would dictate Marty. Uh, but, I mean, the, Wendy gets the two dream sequences. But, but, I mean, Mr. 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 So. You, you said the right reason, and then you just started going off on this tangent. <laughs> he has recency bias, okay? Yes, he does. That's all. So, Okay. I, I may <laughs> for subsequent episodes say if Sue is in the episode, Sue gets my vote. No, <laughs> you can't you have to discount Sue. Can you even vote for Sue? Like do people vote for like does Sue have like uh, I, I don't think so. Okay. Uh no, yeah, I can see why you pick Wendy. And honestly, like it's really close between Marty and Wendy for me. Like I might yeah. I would swap over to Wendy, but then I would lose my vote, so I have to keep yeah, with Marty. You, you're stuck on Marty. Marty. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta keep Marty. I, I need to keep the passing grades. I don't, I don't want to get like held back or anything. But it, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, Wendy certainly, first of all, Wendy has more scenes and more important scenes. But the Marty storyline of him getting squeezed out is just so good, right? And it is. It's just, it's just it is. So but good. who's squeezing him out? Wendy, yeah, but just, yeah. just his is is like kind of a bit of an inner struggle of it, right? Yeah. Talking with Ruth about it, and you know, accepting basically accepting the deal, and then getting kidnapped. Like that's just mm-hmm. 
wonderful. And also him, Spike, just, you know, the whole, the whole lot from his perspective. But Wendy's also great. I guess, I guess, um, it's, it's mostly just basically it's the recency bias that, that, that payoff to Marty's no. is much greater than Wendy's. Cause Wendy's, you don't get like a payoff really within the episode. It's good just on its own, but it's not like yep. a payoff, payoff. You know what I mean? This is a payoff, okay. right? Like it yeah. seems like he's actually getting squeezed. So, yes. Uh, literally he is literally getting squeezed <laughs> yeah so, those are some big guys <laughs> they are yeah i think he shrunk a bit yeah so definitely <laughs> yeah so that, that, that's why i pick marty over wendy it's just because i, I, think I will agree i will agree that her scenes hers are definitely higher quality than marty's it's just the culmination of it is what um gives it to him yeah i, I mean the marty stuff is a lot more subtle i guess um but, i mean He's got a, the awesome. I mean, the therapy scene is equally awesome for both of them, obviously. Uh, but he, it is awesome. You know, his reaction to to Ruth telling him about Helen. You know, even his apology to Ruth is pretty awesome. Uh, you know, he, he's got some a lot of good stuff, and obviously the last scene is is fantastic. So uh, he's got some good stuff, but but ultimately the the Wendy stuff was just too. There's just too much good stuff. Like, uh, she's got the Midas touch. Like pretty much throughout all of, <laughs> through all of Ozark, but like in, in this episode, she really shines. I, I I thought Wendy was awesome. So it's just funny because you know watching this through the first time, like I, I hated Wendy so much. I was like, ah, oh, she's so awful. She's so the worst. Why is she doing this? Ah, oh. and now watching it the second time, I'm like, oh, Wendy, so good. Wow, how did she do this? Wendy thing? does it again. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's go, so. Wendy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that's off TV time. There, there have not been poll questions in season three, by the way. I, I'm not sure if I mentioned that or not. But so, anything else before I wrap up for the non-spoiler people? This was the best episode of season three, and yes, I'm so excited far. for whatever the next episode holds, mm-hmm. which no one knows what it could be. It's a secret. I guess not. So next episode is going to be season three, episode four, Boss Fight. Oh, so we'll see how that pans out. Boss Fight. Uh, and in the meantime, folks, you, you feel free to email us, contact us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Please do give us those five-star ratings and reviews and share the podcast around as much as possible. Uh, and please do download and subscribe. Although I don't think Apple Podcasts is calling it subscribe anymore. They're calling it following. So follow or subscribe depending on your service at any rate subscribe or equivalent correct we've enjoyed talking about this episode we look forward to talking to you next week but now please brace yourselves as we enter the spoiler zone i am braced are you braced kurt bracing I embrace now as well. Yes, welcome All right, good. to the spoiler zone. Mr. Sal, there's, yes. I mean, very, very big thing next. Most of the next episode no. is um very contingent on what is just this episode that's finished on, right? Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to be seeing Mar- the, the test that Marty. Yes. So that, that's what the whole next episode is really about. How do we really need Marty? So now, jog my memory. So... Mm-hmm. As 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 the spoiler zone tends to be so frequently, jog my memory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was Helen part of the reason why he got squeezed, or was it because he was monitoring his wife, or was it so, both? 
I think it's probably both. Uh, okay. I, I, I definitely, I, I'm certain that it's because he was monitoring the phone call. Like, I know that much, but I don't think that they make the move unless they confirm with Helen that there's a backup plan. Okay. So, so I, I think it's both. Okay. I'm sure, did Helen know she, uh, this was going to happen or was this just a question? I would be willing to bet that Helen knew. Okay. Okay. We'll see the possibly. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember, but but I, I, I can't imagine about making this move unless he knows there's somebody else in position to pick up the slack. Well, the thing is, like, I wonder if uh, he could just lie to Helen. It's like, hey, um, Marty, we'll have to do, like, you know, more blank, blank at these places, you know, can someone else cover for him? And then she's like, well, maybe, maybe Ruth can. Let me go ask her. Does so. And then goes, yeah, we can. He's, fr- he's free to do whatever you need him to do, boss. And then mm. takes him. But yeah, no, I. We'll, we'll definitely see the next episode, but if I remember my case, I definitely, yeah, I know the um, the the, the wiretappings really doesn't serve him well. No. Uh, I th- what else did you say on that? I have I have something I would do want to hit on. Uh, you know, I'm trying to remember. Did Helen's visit to Ruth happen before Navarro's second phone call in this episode? It did. I believe so. Yes, it did. It did for sure. So I'm wondering if Helen didn't already know that Marty was monitoring phone calls. And she, oh, yeah. she called Navarro and said, look, there's a kid ready to go if, if you want to get rid of Marty. And I'm pretty sure he's monitoring phone calls. So why don't you give Wendy a call and see if he is? And if he is, we don't need him. But uh, maybe, maybe someone she got the read. Yeah, but how would she have known? Or is she just guessing? Or did something give it away? I wonder I, I, if if he knew before that the phone calls were being monitored. Like, let's say they like check it while it's going, but he just kept talking. And so then the next time he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna talk on the phone. Let me know it's being monitored." And they were like, "Yeah, you're being monitored." And yeah, I mean, this is this is not the first time that he's talked to Wendy, and all the times that he has talked to Wendy, Marty's been listening. But this yeah. is the only time that he's caught Marty. So that that leads me to believe that Helen put him up to this. Could be the case. Could be the case. Could be. So, All right. What else did you want to say about this? Uh, you spoke about the loyalty of Ruth we, uh, oh, to oh my Marty. God. This right? is, that's, this, I don't want to talk about it. This breaks my heart. <laughs> right. It is so sweet how loyal Ruth is. Like, because she, especially when you, when you brought it up, especially when uh, now she's realized, uh, oh, Helen was fishing uh, for alternatives, for options. Uh, she, mm-hmm. you know, she looks like she's almost about to cry. Like she looks, you know, she gives that really look. Her, I love the way Ruth's actor does that, like sad face. She's both angry, right, like strong oh, facing, yeah. but like you know, twitches into like a sad face. Yeah, so, she, she, she's incredible. She, she is a phenomenal actor. And the thing about Ruth is, she's definitely been um, she's been sidestepped this season so far, right? Mm-hmm. So far, not too much. She's just basically like Marty's lackey for the most part. Uh, I guess the last episode she actually helped out wendy instead um, yeah but it, it doing so because she was being marty's lackey and listened to marty to a t of like okay i mm-hmm. won't tell him every problem so you know i, I i'm excited for the ben stuff right because you know once they get more closer that that kind of gives her back more depth like she used to have and yeah, so yeah it's exciting and it's uh, it'll be sad to go yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. This and this is one of the reasons why Ben is not my favorite character because it's like because Ben drives a wedge between Ruth and Marty, and I hate that. Like, no, it's Ruth Wendy's fault though. Oh, I mean, most of what happens this season is Wendy's fault. <laughs> to be honest, but, I gotta run off. Uh, yeah, yeah, but th- this that's one of the things that really kind of gets under my skin about Ben's character. It's like. Ah, uh, don't drive a wedge between these two. This is like my favorite relationship on this show is is Marty and Ruth. But... I think that's what makes it so great at the end, though. To me, it's like how close they seem to be, but now mm-hmm. bridge too far. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I had uh, planned to talk about. You have um, what's... Oh, a couple of things. I mean, we can talk about where the the Zeke thing is going because I oh. I know we're. we're we're going to have a trial. I don't, I don't know if it happens in this next episode or after that, but there's going to be a hearing where Wendy has to testify and Wyatt is going to testify on Darlene's behalf. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and calls her like crazy for the whole possum thing or whatever. The possum, yeah. The possum. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, we also should, uh, point out here that wendy wants ben to stay she encourages ben to stay here if he had left you know he'd still be alive yeah probably most uh, likely yeah, yeah. kind of gets him wrapped up in things and ben's just not capable of it uh, to, well yeah of everything. so so this is why it's it's important to, to figure to kind of understand that there's a chance that wendy asked ben to stay because she genuinely wants him there but there's also a chance that she did it just to spite marty and her spite is going to cost her her brother oh and when like that episode after when she loses her brother oh no oh, yeah it's it's the the last two or three episodes of this season are spectacular that is that's is a sight to behold i i'm excited for that i, yep. I really should listen i'm not you i'm not like the as we always say, like you're like a vampire for sadness or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that that sadness, crispy. <laughs> well good stuff, man. Yeah, so. well seasoned. <laughs> I like it. That, that's all the spoilery stuff that I have. So, uh, unless you have something else, we can wrap this up. Uh, I guess last thing I'll talk about is the uh, Agent Miller stuff. Yep. With the offer, obviously, and I, I think it is really good the way they they worded it because I was very curious during the rewatch to say how Marty accepted it because obviously you know I don't remember his exact wording, and the way he said, "Oh, okay, okay, then," does give him enough deniability because yeah, because because when he comes back, he doesn't take the deal exactly. Yeah, so he just yeah. he just goes now nah, and yeah, never. What do you mean? Never was, never yeah. am, and yeah, uh, he then gets his whole other plan which. Whatever we don't talk about too much now, but you should go try yeah. to flip Agent Miller. Yeah, and it's funny because Agent Miller is going to basically throw him a lifeline here. You know, she's she sets something up that only he can solve. So it's a problem for Navarro that only Marty can solve, and by virtue of the fact that he solves it, that's what gets him his freedom. But I don't think Marty comes back in the next episode. I think he's he comes back the episode after that. I can't. I can't remember. Uh, the the um the one other thing I guess too is well Marty trying to flip uh Agent Miller he also just starts like feeding Agent Miller information like tries you, you talked about how oh maybe Marty would like working for the FBI as like mm-hmm. you know this like auditor type role or whatever oh you're yeah, right auditor. yeah 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 and you know he starts like 
giving basically solving cases and giving them yes. to Miller. Like, oh, there you go. There's another thing. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah. So maybe you didn't yeah, actually that, like that. That's a method he's trying to use to flip her, though. And so why? How is that accomplished? Flipping her. So she, he's not obtaining this information legally, but she can bust this these places, like and do you know? He appeals to her sense of uh, justice. Uh, justice, yeah. You know, she can deal out so much justice if she plays along with him, but he's not getting the information legally. Uh, okay, so so then she would so she would bust them. He wants her to bust them, then. Uh, if she were to ever like, you know, it's kind of like, no, you don't. We're kind of, we're, we're both kind of have this lie together now, or this like illegal yeah. thing we've done. In the same way, yep. he's like, hey, Ruth, let's go deposit some money together because that, yeah. that'll surely it's... make you fully, fully an accomplice <laughs> for everything I'm doing just just by doing yes. this. Yes. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Correct. That makes yeah. more sense than that, actually. So, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I had forgotten about that, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, all yeah. right. So, but... that's about it. That's, that's something I All have right. to say. Well, folks, thank you for sticking with us through the spoiler section. We do appreciate that as well. And of course, we already have told you how to contact us. We've implored you to share and follow and subscribe. Uh, so I think we'll wrap it up here and say see you next week for Boss Fight. <laughs>